to Harvest Australia podcast. We trust you will be blessed by this message from Senior Leader Marty Manuel. Yeah, I, I just want to share just with a couple of people. Ooh, I did a CrossFit session yesterday and I can feel it. <laughs> I can barely even sit down, you know. It's, Gosh, I think I, I said to Karen, you know, we used to watch Biggest Loser. I know none of you ever would watch anything so unholy. And we used to watch it and you'd watch these people and you'd think, oh man, that's pathetic. Like seriously, can't you do one more push up or knee up or something like that? And they're vomiting. And well, yesterday I was a Biggest Loser, literally. <laughs> the guy was, you know, giving me, I, surely you can't keep going. But anyway, so... Uh, there you go. That's a bit of a story. And I didn't wear deodorant this morning, so we won't be having a laying on of hand session this morning. <laughs> I'm just going to get that out there. But anyway, so just honesty time. Um, I don't want to embarrass you, but I think it's Josh, isn't it? Um, Lizzie's boyfriend, yeah? Um, stay seated. You hide. That's okay. Um, but I, I couldn't get this out of my mind, actually, as we were worshipping, that you have a very strong core. A very strong core. I'm not talking CrossFit core. I'm talking uh, your spirit core. Your inner man is actually very strong. Um, so strong sometimes that um, maybe even the decision-making process takes time for you. And it takes, uh, there's a gestation period for your decisions to really work through what it is. Because when you make a decision, it's you make it. And um, But I, I sense that the next 12 months, God is going to... And this may sound a bit strange. He's going to woo you. He's going to saturate you and draw you into him. Uh, because in the next 12 months, I sense that there's some decisions you're going to make that are going to really pivotally, um, not necessarily change your life, but give you real direction and focus for the rest of your life. But he is in it. And even some doubts that maybe you're having right now, um, listen to him because he speaks to you. He speaks to you, maybe not in the same way that he speaks to other people, but you've got a strong inner spirit. And so listen to that inner spirit because it's a gift from him. Uh, it doesn't have to look like anyone else, but uh, you're a leader and he's calling you to leadership. And it, it maybe is a little bit uh, daunting or not necessarily what you would have wanted a year or so ago, but watching a year as you begin to listen to that, he's going to give you desires and he's going to surprise you with some of those desires. But decisions and strong core, that's the two things I really felt for you. So, yeah. Hey, why don't you stand and I just want to pray for you. Is that okay? Just stand where you are. That's okay. So, Lord, I thank you for Josh. I thank you for the, the incredible young man that he is. And, Lord, I pray you would speak to him. You would speak to him boldly. And, Lord, that you would surround him, you would cover him, that you would use him for your glory. And, Lord, even some of these areas of decision-making, Lord, you would give him a strong spirit. You would give him a strength in you. Lord, that he would dig from that well deep within inside of him and that you would let it be a blessing to him and to many others around him. Bless his family. Lord, bless challenges, bless relational challenges. Lord, I pray that he would be a, a mouthpiece of peace in his family. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Awesome. John Ide, I just felt to say to you um, that, and everyone knows it, you're a statesman. Uh, but that um, you don't have to try to be a statesman. It emanates from your spirit. Uh, and the generation, your lineage is going to be very blessed because of you. 
Um, and um, I don't want to make this sound strange, but um, in many, many years to come, when you're in heaven rejoicing, uh, your uh, second, third, and even more generations, you are going to be celebrating about what they're going to be doing. Because I, I just feel an excitement in my spirit about um, the, the, particularly on some of the boys, some of the boys, the grandkids maybe, maybe even the next generation on, but the, the grandkids, the boys, they're marked and they're covered and they're protected and they're going to be in ministry and they're going to be used by God and you're just going to be celebrating to see what they're going to achieve in God. Yeah. Thank you, God. Yeah. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for what you're doing in our community, Lord, and we ask that you would increase your presence even right now. Holy Spirit, Lord, I ask for anyone who's struggling right now with pain, Lord, with any ailment in their body, even right now, that you would release your presence right now, Holy Spirit, across this room, and that you would relieve pain, that you would release healing, you would release your life. By your stripes, we are healed in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your goodness and that your desire is that we would be healed. We would be strong in you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This might be short this morning. I want to, um, just before I start... Um, I've been dwelling on this, this issue of the generations. You know, um, Joel 2 and Acts 2 prophesies about um, um, old men, young men, and, and I've been thinking about that. And I've been thinking, and I, I want to just, and even with our culture nights and things like that, and I've just been dwelling on what does it look like in community to see the generations really releasing and encouraging one another. And one thing that I know to be true, and, and, and I honour all of the older gentlemen that we have and ladies that we have, but I feel this particularly for older gentlemen just this morning, is that we have so many statesmen actually in our, in our church, and Karen and I are so thankful for that. So we often say what a blessing it is to have uh, you know, a portion of our congregation in that mature bracket where they love the Lord and seek the Lord and they've done decades with Jesus and gone through the ups and downs and still walking with him. It's such a, a backbone for this whole house. Um, but what I felt was that, um, was that for the generations to release a lineage of blessing, the older generation doesn't come over the next generation, it comes under the next generation. And it comes under and it lifts up the next generation. And, and so that way, the anointing gets released from the overflow rather than from the top down. Do you know what I mean by that? And I know that, um, that this generation in particular need that bringing up from underneath. And it's not a humbling and a, a beckoning and a, or a weakening, but it's a bringing up and an encouraging and an imploring of the next generation. And it's men and women. Um, but I feel that's a real key. It's a real key. It's not coming over. It's coming under and blessing. And that's what releases all insecurities, all fear, um, and it releases life and lineage. And so I think God's on that, and he, he loves that. Um, last week, I shared on, I can't even remember what I called it. Um, yeah, whatever I called it. Anyway, um, his affection for you, right? His affection for you. 
Um, and this week, I want to just continue on a little bit from that. Um, and um, I want to actually start in Psalm 37, 23. Um, my iPad's got 6% left. So if it just clocks out, then we're done, all right? So um, I have got a backup on my phone, but it's just not the same preaching from my phone, actually, I'll be honest with you. Um, anyway, Psalm 37, 23. Uh, and think of this, relentless pursuit. If the Lord delights in a man's way, he makes his steps firm. Though he stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. This verse is a powerful verse. If you've ever stumbled, if you've ever questioned, if you've ever wondered, if you've ever been in a dark place or questioning life, questioning situations, then this verse is one of those power verses. Because if our hearts are for him, then when we stumble, it's the Lord who's got our hand ready to pick us up. When, often when we're in a time when we actually, um, reading this morning, Oswald Chambers, My Utmost for His Highest, our devotional that we read, Octo- uh, what is it, October the 2nd today. And, and he actually talks on this, that it's, the, it's not necessarily the mountaintop experiences that determine our life. It's how we treat and how we react and how we operate in the valley. Because in the mountaintop, it's, it's normally a time of a high and it's a great time and it's a time we can maybe hear from the Lord and life is going well. We can celebrate that. It's pinnacle moments. It's, you know, it's, it's those times that we remember, but it's the valley experiences that really etch out our character and that etches out that realm of faith. When we're in the mountaintop, we don't necessarily need a whole lot of faith, do we? Because the anointing's flowing and maybe favor on our life. Maybe good things are happening. Promotions are happening. At those times, we can thank God, but it's not, it's not those experiences that draw out this depth and that maturity and that faith. And that's why I say that about uh, a lot of you guys who are mature and seasoned and done decades with Jesus and, and never given up on him. It's those valley experiences that I'm sure you've drawn from and you've pulled out who he really is. And therefore, when the winds come and the shaking happens, it doesn't rock your boat so much because the roots are deep in the valley. They're deep in the valley. And in the valley is where the water congregates, isn't it? And the water goes down and it goes really, really deep. And so the roots go deep. And so I see this as something that um, his, his heart for us, he never wants to let us go. And even when we think he's let us go, when we think maybe he's let us down, maybe his blessing is lifted off our life, maybe this season is just one of those seasons that, that he's forgotten about me. He's never forgotten about you. He's never let go. Because even when you've stumbled, he's still had your hand. He's been the one that's kept you from dying or kept you from absolute catastrophe or kept you from something that could have been a whole lot worse. But during that period is the time that he's trying to draw something out that he couldn't do on the mountaintop. And I know it's annoying because we all have these these ups and downs. Um, But I want to give us um, three Ps this morning just to remember. And it may be that everyone's in a mountaintop. I don't know. Um, You know, it depends on what stage. But normally in a group this size, there's some who are up, some who are down, some who are in the middle. Um, And so this is relevant for all of us generally at some stage in our life. But my three Ps really come from the life of Joseph. 
I like the life of Joseph because you can see a young man who was called by God, but they'd had the whole offensive assault thrown at him, if you like. Everything was thrown at him, and he must have questioned his calling. I'm sure you've done it before. Question your calling. Question, well, what really is this life for? What is this all about? If all this bad stuff's going to happen to me and all this confusions, then was that really the Lord in my younger days? Was that really an experience of God? Was that really something that he called me to? Well, when we look at the life of Joseph, I see in a young man, a guy who started out with dreams and visions of God, and he must have had such an amazing faith, um, just so naive about life. I'm sure he was going around street evangelizing to everyone and just telling them how great God was. And then he gets thrown in the pit. And so my three Ps today are the pit, the process, and the promotion. And I know that the, the pit experience is one, and I know he ended up in the jail as well. So I'm going to draw parallels from both his jail experience and the pit, and I'll call them both the pit. Because when you're in the pits, it feels bad. It feels bad, doesn't it? And, um, and the questioning and the doubts and the fears and the confusion and the not knowing what's going on, that's, that's when, as I, where I started out, that's when we really do need relationship to help us through. It's when we need relationship because sometimes we can't get out of the pit ourselves. We just end up spiraling down. We're trying to work out everything. Maybe we're even reading scripture and praying and fasting and doing whatever we can. But sometimes we just need the faith of another, iron sharpening iron, the faith of another to speak truth into our life. And we receive that and it lifts us out of the pit and we can actually see things differently. We can look differently and believe differently. Romans 8.28 you know this verse very well. And it says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. If you've been called according to his purpose, which if you're here this morning, you've been called according to his purpose. That's a, it's a very non-exclusive um, phrase there. Everyone's included if they're searching out the Lord. If we're called according to his purpose, then his desire is that every situation you go through, every challenge you face, he will bring it round and bring some good out of it. He will teach you something. He will train you. He will be building muscle. He will be building faith. And this is one of the elements I really want to bring out today and that I felt to emphasize today is the word faith. If we're always on the mountaintop and everything is always going okay, we don't often exercise our faith. Now, I had some physical exercise yesterday, as I've just shared. And I couldn't believe how this guy was just pushing me. It was, it was terrible. He was so mean to me. I mean, and he was just so calm and relaxed. And I'm like, dude, seriously, can't you see? I'm nearly fainting here. I was lightheaded. Toxins were flowing freely. And I mean, it wasn't good. And... Uh, and it, but it made me think about faith. We literally sometimes think we're going to faint, don't we? Because we can't handle the situation. That's when faith counts, not on the mountaintop. It's in the valley that we stretch our faith. That in the valley we say, okay, I can see everything's against me. I can see things have not gone the way I planned. But I'm going to activate my faith now because faith we can't see. Faith we can't see. We can't see 
we actually have to activate the unseen realm of what we are in here and we activate it and we believe. When we believe like Abraham did, Abraham was commended for his faith. He did a whole lot of other things, but God loved his faith. He loves your faith. He loves my faith. When we choose to believe in him despite our circumstances, when we choose to believe his word over the situation, when we choose to believe what he has put within, within us over what we're feeling, that's faith. Faith is one of those funny little currencies that takes power and it takes discipline and it takes almost aggression sometimes to begin to activate because often we don't feel like it. We don't feel like it, but there's so much power in decreeing faith. If you're in a situation where things aren't going the way you uh, thought they should be, or maybe you're in a situation where you have had a great, great season and you're asking the Lord for an increase, increase in influence, increase in authority, increase in favor, increase in prosperity, increase in job situation or career or whatever it might be, in these kind of times, if we choose to activate faith in the promotion, there's an acceleration that happens. We don't have to wait for the valley. Wouldn't it be nice to not hit another valley in the next 10 years? Wouldn't that just be awesome? No valleys. Let's just decree that over ourselves. No valleys. <laughs> but we don't have to learn everything in the valley. We don't have to just go down to look up. If we can learn to actually conquer things... Even when things are going well, we actually have an exponential effect. We have an exponential effect because we don't have to go back to go and collect $200. We actually are already got the $200 and we invest on an increase. It's compounding. It's compounding. It's not going back to the beginning. I've taught on compounding before. I love compounding. It's the most boring investment strategy, but it's so good. It works. And anyway, uh, I won't get off track. I, I'm going to take a rabbit trail for a couple of minutes. I'll turn my iPad off, save battery. Okay, so in a few weeks' time, in the bookshop, we're going to have a, a, a book for those of you who are interested in a little bit, a little piece of what I think is going to happen in the world financial situation. And it's not a book you'll find anywhere else, but I've bought 15 copies for us because I think it's good for us to be wise and to know what's maybe going to happen. No one really knows. And so I just say that to give you a little bit of warning. Um, but I think it's, it's one of those things that irrespective of which president gets selected in the U.S., um, you know, we, we, we have to be wise. And this is what I look at and I say, well, hey, I want to be wise now and be watching and looking and listening and seeing what God might be saying. Um, and do you know what I'm finding? I think it's okay to say this. Bear with me if you don't agree, it's okay. You, you're completely allowed to not agree. I'm for, I'm, I am receiving and hearing a clearer prophetic voice of what may be coming in global situation through non-Christians, not through prophetic voices. Now, you might think, oh, that's not right to say. Prophetic voices are often complementing one another on what another, one another is saying. Um, and there's definitely prophetic stuff in that. But I'm listening to some of these John the Baptist, and they're not even saved, so they can't be John the Baptist, but they are guys who are understanding and seeing the realm in, in a way, and they talk 
they talk the gospel without even knowing it. And so that's why I, I won't talk any more on that, but that's why I've got this book coming because I want us to be armed and prepared with some of this stuff so that, hey, we had a blackout this week. Wasn't that awesome? <laughs> But didn't you get a little taste for like that, is there zombies going to come out of the streets or it's like, what's going to happen, you know? It's, but, you know, I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. We don't love zombies. I mean, they're, you know. But what I'm saying is that, you know, the world is, the world, I'll throw one more thing out there, you know, while I'm on this. Just imagine, imagine Right now, there are, it would only take an instant for all our bank accounts to be wiped with one number. You know, with a number, because our bank accounts are a number right now. Our banks don't have the money in it to give us all the cash, right? And so, you think about that. If that happened right now, what would you do? What would you do? Well, that's why I'm buying this book, so that... <laughs> It might help educate a little bit in some of these areas because I think that as Christians, we want to be wise. We want to be wise. And everything's going to be fine. Jesus is coming back. But hey, maybe he has us to exceed in this environment. Maybe has has us to actually be the ones with the answers in this environment and actually practical ways of keeping our houses in order, even when the storms rage, even when our power lines go down and all that sort of stuff. So Anyway, enough said on that, and, and I'll keep that for another day. Okay, iPad's got 5%. All right, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. You can relax. Okay, what's the time? All right, what are, how are we going here? <laughs> okay, so the pit, the process, promotion. It doesn't matter which stage we're at. If we're in the process, which most of us are, but some people might be in the pit, some people might be fully, you know, promoted and feel like God is really releasing them, whichever stage of life we're at, each of these stages, if we honor the Lord and we find his heart for it, then we can be accelerated and promoted even more. The process is the hard one. I think the pit is just when the whole world caves in and we can't do anything about it. It gets done to us. But the process is the period where if we look at the life of Joseph, he was so honorable in the pit and in the jail. He was honorable in the pit. He heard from the Lord. He operated in his spiritual gift. He operated with honor to the guards and to those around him. I mean, imagine honoring your jail leaders. Imagine honoring them. Imagine finding favor with them. Imagine finding favor with your work, your boss who's being mean to you, who's picking on you. Maybe, how, how would it be finding favor even with your university lecturer who picks you out because you're the Christian in the class and you're the weird one who believes in this fundamentalism. And imagine finding favor in our arenas of life with our families and our sphere. Imagine finding favor because we're seen with honor. We're seen with honor. And when we learn to honor, we don't compromise, but we know who we are. And we can still release Jesus without even saying his name, without anything like this. Because um, get, I'll give you an example. This week, I'll confess, I had a coffee. <laughs> I mean a real coffee, not a decaf coffee. Okay? And I was in, I was in a, a little coffee bar. It's sort of a boutique coffee bar at Christie's Beach. 
and I'm in there, and I like the smell of it. And so I walk in, and I sit down, and there's this American guy next to me, and he's got eight shots lined up. And it's cold drip syrup, coffee, right? Cold drip, really, really strong. I think per shot, there's like an equivalent of 10 shots of caffeine. So it's, it's a lot. And he's got eight of these things. And I look at him, and I'm are you really drinking all of that? Anyway, so, and, and he's a very confident American guy, and uh, he gave me half an hour spiel on what he's going to be doing with it, how it's going to work, and everything like that. And we got chatting, and then I got chatting with another guy who's actually part of our school community who I've never really talked to, and, and we just opened up. So for about nearly an hour, we're just talking and talking, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, there's part of me that feels like I really need to pop out a word of knowledge for one of these guys right now. But nothing came. Absolutely nothing came. And, and what came in my spirit is actually me emanating and caring for them and showing an interest in their life and how many coffee shots this guy can down. And just having fun with them is actually the kingdom, isn't it? And I know a lot of you do that wherever you go, in your workplaces and families and everything like that. I'm not saying it's wrong to get words of knowledge. We still go for that. We still go for whatever he's bubbling up. But I find the Spirit of God doesn't need forcing. He doesn't need forcing. And when we force it, that's when it gets weird. Do you know what I mean? That's when they look at your cross-eyed and go, right, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? But I, I just idolized this guy and how much caffeine he could consume in a one-hour period. And, uh, I mean, I'm still a little... He's probably still in there now shaking on the floor. <laughs> Not under the power of God. Yeah. God's heart, he relentlessly pursues us, doesn't he? He relentlessly pursues us. He doesn't let us go even if we want to go. Even if we try and run, where can you go? Where can you go? The Bible says you can't go anywhere because the eyes of the Lord are roaming to and fro across the earth, seeing who he can strongly uphold or strongly support. That's what he's doing to us all the time because the heart of the Father is relentlessly pursuing us. He's relentlessly chasing us down, asking us questions, putting people in our lives that can bring truth and kingdom out, or maybe putting scripture into our spirit, maybe putting little things things, markers along the way, signs and wonders, perhaps, that just keep us believing the truth, seeing the truth, knowing the truth. And when we watch those things, it can pull us out of any pit. It can pull us out of any situation. And then the process becomes one of maturing, maturing, because the heart of the Father is that we be transformed into his likeness, isn't it? Um, Now, I think I might have misquoted some scripture to you before. But, Ryan, can you quickly find this for me? I've read Romans 8.28 to you. But I'm now going to read, oh, where is it? Where is it? Anyway, it's in another passage in Scripture. Believe me, it's in the Bible. But we, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of God, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. Where's that? There it is. That's right. 2 Corinthians. But we with unveiled face beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into his likeness. The heart of the Father is that you and me would become like him. That we would become like him. That's why the process is so hard. That's why sometimes he uses the pit to pull us through the process 
to then release the promotion because if he can get enough of us and sin and our own issues out of us removed, then he can bring us into his likeness. And it says here, um, into the same image from glory to glory. Now, as James Gold says, glory to gory, to glory to gory. And that's the ups and the downs, isn't it? It's the hilltops and the valleys. We go, we, that's life's journey, isn't it? John Arnott calls it the convoluted journey of life. And this is a journey that if we are mature and we walk with Jesus and we talk with him and we grow with him, then we get promotion whether we're in the valley or on the mountaintop. We get a releasing and an upgrade and an increase whichever realm of life, the pit, the process, or the promotion level. If, if we allow him to hold our hand and we journey through, then we will be those who can actually accelerate our growth. We can compound our growth in the kingdom in any stage of life, even if we're in disappointment. And I, I mean, I love this because it really shows that ultimately God's desire is that we would be transformed from very broken vessels into his likeness to be like Christ. He on, Christ only did what he saw the Father doing. So that means he actually wants to make us like the Father. How does he do that? By the Holy Spirit, three in one, all working together for our good, all working together, holding our hand when we need it held, giving us signs and wonders and things along the path that we can look at and we can plant ourselves in. The presence of God, his word, his truth, his hope, his destiny. Uh, I want to encourage you, some of you, whichever stage of life you're at, that start decreeing these truths in faith, even if they seem the exact opposite. The exact opposite. Because can you imagine being in a jail cell like Joseph? He, he was given dreams and visions from God. He knew they were from God. And some people say it was wrong that he touted them you know, to his brothers. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I probably would have done the same thing if I were him. But, well, haven't you, when, if you have a dramatic encounter from God, what's the first thing you do? Go and tell someone. So poor old Joseph gets a knock on the head all the time, but he probably just did what all of us would have done. And so... If we look at that, he gets this incredible experience and then slam, he gets put in the pit. Slam, he gets put in the jail. And so when we have those moments where everything's going against us, that's the moment. Activate faith. Decree faith over your life. Decree belief in your situation, even when it looks desolate, even when there's not even a mirage on the horizon. I mean, sometimes there's a mirage, but begin to speak to the mirage. Begin to speak faith and begin to talk to that mountain or that fig tree or whatever it is in your life to come alive or to be cast into the sea. This is when our faith really matters because the relentless pursuit of the Lord is so that we would be like him. And his desire is that we would be like Abraham, that in faith, in hope against hope. I mean, this is a really strange phrase, and I still can't fully get my head around it. But in hope against hope, that means when everything is gone, when everything is desolate, you begin to hope again. You begin to see again. You begin to believe again. You begin to decree again. Why not? Because you're feeling it, because you're probably not. But because hope against hope is what God commanded Abraham for. He's, Hebrews chapter 11, by faith Abraham believed and became the father of many generations. He loves faith. He loves it no matter how you're feeling today. If you begin to activate faith, then you're beginning your journey of promotion. 
You're beginning the journey of promotion. You might not see it tomorrow. You might not see it next week. But I can guarantee you, faith releases promotion. Faith releases promises. There's something about faith that he just loves and he can't help but follow us. He can't help but pick us up out of the hole, out of the pit and say, okay, it's time. I'm going to release something to you. But sometimes it takes radical faith, doesn't it? Just activating. And I told this story many times and Karen put up verses all over our kitchen and our cleaner you know, came around one day and she's unsaved. She said, why do you name your cupboards James? And Matthew, why, why would you do that? <laughs> Hebrews? Never heard that name before. What? Well, it's, it was her way of activating faith in our household and decreeing and bringing things to life. And I still look at them now probably nearly 10 years later. And I can remember some of those verses and they're the verses that you dig out, you use as currency when you really need to activate the kingdom. And so today, that's what I want to leave you with is begin activating your faith. Everyone has it. If you don't know Jesus this morning, then please come and see me afterwards and we'll introduce you to Jesus and then you begin activating faith. It's that simple. It's that simple. And because the thing is, God sovereignly gives us a responsibility. God sovereignly gives us a responsibility. It's an oxymoron, but it's true. He is sovereign, but he's asking us. He's wooing us. He's wooing us. He's got a relentless pursuit that wants the best out of you and the best out of me. To see everything that we're created to actually do here on earth, he wants to achieve. And there's things that some of us wouldn't believe are going to happen are going to happen because of an activated faith life. Because of that activated life of believing again, seeing again, decreeing again, and knowing again. Let's stand this morning. Just lift your hands. Hey, I've got 3% left. We can go for another 20 minutes. <laughs> well, that battery saver mode really works. <laughs> Anyway, just close your eyes and lift your hands. And I just want you to uh, begin to activate your faith. Begin to turn on. Begin to dial into the Spirit of God. Whatever it is in your life, that area, whether it's the pit, the process, or the promotion, begin to dial in and begin to tune into the Spirit of God, whatever He's saying, and begin to ask again. Begin to believe again. Put a new horizon out there that sees the best, that believes the best, that understands that the kingdom of God God is always increasing, not decreasing. And so, Lord, we ask this morning that you would make us a people of bold faith, radical faith, that where your relentless pursuit of us will be connected with our relentless pursuit of you. And, Lord, we lay down disappointments. We lay down distraction. We lay down times and seasons and people and issues of life that have battered against us and tried to keep us in the pit. But we will not stay in the pit any longer because we want to see promotion. We want to see your kingdom released in and through us. And it's time. It's time. It's time. And so we stand in faith this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we ask. We ask and we decree. We decree over us that the time has come. The time has come to believe again and to see again. To step out again. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Those of you who in particular, it has been a really rough season for you. I mean really rough, maybe even years. I want you to lift both hands. I just want to pray right now. I'm not coming too close. Don't worry. I've already warned you of that. But Holy Spirit knows who you are. And I believe this morning he wants to bring a fresh presence, a fresh touch, a fresh anointing of his life and his virtue. When the lady stretched out to touch the hem of his garment, it was virtue that flowed from his garment, flowed from his being. And so this morning, Lord, we're asking by your spirit that you would release virtue, virtue this morning. The power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Redeemer to redeem every situation, everything where the enemy has sought to steal, kill and destroy. We decree promotion. We decree new life. We decree new hope and hope against hope to release an injection of faith. And Holy Spirit, I ask even right now for the presence of the manifest God to be released in this place in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, even your fire this morning, even your fire this morning, Holy Spirit, right now release. Touch in the name of Jesus. Touch in the name of Jesus. Touch in the name of Jesus right now, right now, right now. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, touch in the name of Jesus. Touch in the name of Jesus to believe again, to feel again, to know you again. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we receive everything you have for us today. We activate our faith today. And Lord, we ask you would enlarge our tent place, that it would be able to handle what you're about to pour out. And Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Awesome. Well, give someone, yeah, thanks, guys. Give someone a hug and um, have a great day. School holidays, so have an awesome time if you're on holidays. And if you're a visitor, we want to give you a coffee after the service. Please join us and say hello, and we'll see you next week. joining us on the Harvest Australia podcast. For more information and events in the life of Harvest Australia Church, please visit harvestaustralia.org.